0: been washing my hands in forever. I know there is hope in these waters, but I can't bring myself
1: Welcome to another episode of what's up with dj and my name is dj and i bring you topics each week about current events career development finance holistic living life hacks and stories of inspiration and humor all from a spiritual perspective so be sure to hit that subscribe button follow like comment or consider leaving a review on apple podcast Your thoughts, opinions, and comments are always encouraged and appreciated. So with that being said, let's get right into the show. Our guest this week is Erica Bigelow. Erica is the host of the podcast Living and Loving Life. She helps people find their balance spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and socially. As a life coach, she helps her clients develop develop a positive mindset, a renewed outlook for themselves and their future. Her podcast sends the message that everyone is made beautifully inside and out. She wants the listeners to shine and be an example to others as they live fully, completely, with no barriers, no burdens, and no regrets. Erica says, there has always existed deep down inside of me an overwhelming desire to help people. Hello, thank you for joining me.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Yes, so I enjoy meeting life coaches. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a life coach, I'm a career coach. Some call it a job coach. But uh, <laughs> to me, the fundamentals are all the same. It's about trying to get a person to just live their best life. And like just in the intro of moving out of burdens and regrets and trying to just, you know, move to a more beautiful life. And I like how you how you said that, you know, just covering all those different areas in your life. because the fundamentals are all the same.
2: Yeah, pretty much. If there's just that core value that people need to get and know it really well. And Mm -hmm. then everything it kind of bleeds into all other aspects of your life
1: yeah that's so true that's so true so how long have you been a life coach
2: i've been a life coach for two years now oh yes yeah, so in actuality for 20.
1: yeah because i say to people people say you know how long have you been a job coach i'm like well i've been charging for <laughs> for two years <laughs>
2: exactly exactly
1: but because i have I been doing
2: it you were going through your journey to figure out what your purpose was
1: exactly so, yeah. People would just come up to me and ask me to help them with their resume or to help them find a job or how was I getting hired or how was or why didn't they get a promotion or what, you know, could I work with them on the interviewing process? People was coming, probably coming up to you and is asking you to help them with situations. Are you been a sounding board or they wanted someone to vent to? And you're like, OK, well, wait a second. You know, this is happening a lot. So you said, well, maybe this is something that I need to pursue.
2: Right, um, well, actually, my sister's the one she's like, "You know what you give me such amazing advice you need to try life coaching and I was like, what me? who am I to tell somebody anything you know like who? <laughs> right. what and um and it was the best thing that ever happened to me yes,
1: yeah. so why is it the best thing that happened to you?
2: because I'm living my purpose I'm now living my calling you know yes. it was always there at the tip I just didn't couldn't put the last little piece like, oh, that's it. So um, I don't know if you want me to tell you a little bit about my journey to kind of tell you how I got
0: this. Oh, yes, definitely.
2: Okay, so like I said, and you mentioned in my bio or the intro that um, I've always had this yearning desire deep about helping. Mm -hmm. Um, I could say this, I don't know, seven, eight. I always had a genuine love for people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just young, I would see myself being, people took it as being bossy, but I was always a little enlightened on certain things. So if I saw something that could possibly hurt someone, or they were allowing people to treat them less than what they deserved, I would say something or, you know, uh, mention little things. But also during my immaturity, my messages weren't given out the proper way. So I was hurting feelings instead of, Being a little bit more delicate about how I'm saying it, saying the same thing, but just delivering it different.
1: Yeah. Like you said, hurting feelings.
2: Yeah. And not and that was never the intention. It was always for a a better purpose. But the way I was saying it or addressing it wasn't um,
1: accepted.
0: Accepted
2: accepted but I also wasn't being as sensitive as I needed to be as for the other person in the seat they were in or how they were feeling about a situation. Right because you're
1: giving giving advice to somebody and they're not accepting it or they feel like that hurt my feelings then is it good Is it it might be the best advice in the world but if they don't receive it then it it sort of kind of fall on deaf ears. I see what you're saying.
2: Mm -hmm. But honestly a lot of those People still to this day will come to me 10 years later and be like, do you remember when we had that conversation and you said, and I was like, yeah, but you made me feel like crap. Like I just did the worst <laughs> thing ever. And I, like I understand because it was a little insensitive the way you dealt, the, will basically relay the information, but really sitting down with myself and thinking about it. I was like, oh, I see now what she said. Yeah. And now that I'm applying it makes total sense.
1: Right, right. and I always try to when I'm giving advice when you know when I'm asked to give advice and try to wait till I'm asked. Right. <laughs> but uh, but um I try to tell people the way that I want to hear it. Right. And that's my rule of thumb, you know, it's like if I don't want to hear it that way, or I would feel that's sort of not the way the approach, because I remember one time I a friend of mine, she was asking me for my advice, and um and she really didn't agree with it. She's like I don't, I don't think that I'm that way. And I said, well, I'm just that's just my opinion, you know, because you know I'm just noticing some things, and um, you know that's all I can do. I can just say it how I was very respectful. I did not. I asked before I gave my opinion, um, and that's all changes afterwards. But I was just really careful to make sure that I was saying it out of a place of love and compassion, and being sure that it was coming from a place of that. If this my best friend was telling me this, mm-hmm. would this is the way that I would want them to tell me? I try to, you know, play it in my mind to make sure that I'm coming yeah. from that. Yeah. So I like what you're what you're saying.
2: Yeah. No, but that's good. So, but for me. I was not in a, so how I would speak to people would be how I would speak to myself, which is not okay. That's where I need to come in with the better confidence for myself and more compassionate and kindness Mm -hmm. to myself.
0: So that when I found
2: that compassionate for me, I can find it to do it for other people.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because
2: you said I would always talk to myself and say, well, can I say that to myself? And I Mm -hmm. did that, but I wasn't
1: kind to me. Yeah, that's the first thing. You got to be kind to yeah. So I know when they asked uh, Jesus, what's the most, the two most important, um, the two most important, um, uh, like rules of thumb or the most two important commandments. And like Jesus went totally off the chart.
0: <laughs> he said
1: <laughs> he was like the, mo- the two of Moses is, is, you know, is putting God first. And, you know, you are, the physical manifestation of God on this planet. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't put yourself first, then how can you put anybody else? And then the second thing he said was to um, you know, for no love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, and love your neighbor as as thyself. So if you haven't, first of all, loved God totally and can respect and have compassion for yourself, and, and you know, which is the manifestation of God, there's no way you're going to be able to have that love and compassion too for anybody else. So I love that, that he put those two things out there, but he had put the first part out there to make sure that you have that love for God or the, or the physical manifestation of God before you're able to love your neighbor as yourself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so i love what you're saying
2: it's just a taught behavior Mm -hmm. versus an experienced behavior Mm
0: -hmm. does that
2: make Mm -hmm. sense you are going to show love to other people the way it was shown to you but you get a better understanding when you actually genuinely love yourself fully and wholeheartedly
1: yeah it's different it's very, very different when you get, gets different. get you get your yeah. your kinks out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you start getting your kinks yeah. out.
2: Because people have, they've got the concept of loving from seeing. Mm-hmm. But what if their love that they saw is unhealthy? Yeah. And then you yeah. live through your life, living and loving your life, but on an unhealthy level. So you never get to feel that peace of mind and that peace because it's not right
1: Right. It's not right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, that's one thing that it goes back to you know, about, about about feeling. And if someone treats me badly or I see people being treated badly and I was raised seeing people treated badly, but I was able to tap into as a small child that this doesn't feel good. This doesn't right. feel right. I know this isn't right. Right. And um, because I knew it wasn't right, I wouldn't do it to other people. Gotcha. You know,
0: gotcha.
1: and if you don't catch that, like you know, you know, when you, like when you're life coaching people, and and when you're trying to help individuals, it's like what you're trying to teach them, what you are teaching them is uh, when it doesn't feel right, and you go, okay, I see people around me doing this, and and even it's been accepted as okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you, something within you is saying that doesn't feel right. Exactly. There's something that's not compassionate about that behavior. Yeah. And I shouldn't repeat it.
2: Yeah. And I, I love that you said that because everybody can sit around and point fingers about how they were raised, what they saw, what was examples for them. But you have that feeling that tells you right from wrong. Yeah. so if you decide to ignore it then you have now taken yourself out of your place of responsibility to do something about that feeling that doesn't feel right yeah you know and, I t- and
0: that's
2: but t- that's you like you said when i was younger there was a, always a feeling of something i could i was more in tune than normal people and i hate mm-hmm. to give me i hate to say that because it makes me feel like who who are you gauging that to you know but yeah. i just always was felt like i just knew a little extra than I was supposed to know at that age. Mm
1: -hmm. We call those old souls, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. And any old person that meets me, they're like, and I am, and I love it. And I don't want to change it. I love everything about it. And, you know, he gave that to me for this purpose that I'm sitting in. So now everything that my life now is making sense of all of the little steps that I had to take throughout the
1: yeah, the, the hard lesson. I always say, you know, God gives the best students the hardest lessons,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: I've heard and twice. yes. Mm-hmm. So when I'm going through something or I hear someone going through like basically hell, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, number one, this lesson is old lesson. Because when things, you know, like Oprah says all the time, it's a, it's a whisper, it's a pebble, it's a brick, it's a brick wall. And I'm like, you're you getting the brick wall. You know, this situation is that you haven't listened to all the other things that come before. So that's the first part of it. And then the other part of it is, is that you want to be able to say, hey, you know, I need to do better because if I'm going through this lesson over and over and over and over again, and I'm still, you know, being beat down, it's like, I need to do something different. So, you have to sort of catch it. And, you know, I'm like, we can go with to the lesson, kicking and screaming or, or skipping and hopping. <laughs> yeah. You get to that decide. Is,
2: yeah, decide, decide, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. so, so I, I talked a little bit about, um, you know, uh, what I always find when it comes to people who are life coaches, and they use all the ones who get the hard lessons, and who have learned from their hard lessons, what has been one of the hardest lessons that you had to learn that you had you figured out that you and, and, and it's, it's a, I know it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a tricky question. You know, what's the hardest lesson you had to learn? But, you know, um, for me, I think the hard lesson that I had to learn is to trust my intuition mm. when I didn't trust my intuition. That's when, you know, everything went wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that was my my hardest lesson that I had to learn because it, sometimes it felt like it wasn't right. Like that doesn't make any sense or that is that's not financially sound right.
0: <laughs> or something
1: <laughs> like that. Or I want to be nice to this person, even though they haven't been nicest to me. Mm-hmm. So um, so I had to listen to that. So even if someone seems like they're the best friend in the world, the best person in the world, the best opportunity in the world, even my my instinct says that's not doesn't. That's not probably what you want to do. I'm like, shut it down. Mm -mm, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. So that's for me. Now, for you, what has that been for you?
2: Um, Surrender.
1: Surrendering, yeah.
2: Because I am very big on faith. Always Mm -hmm. have been. Um, Growing up, I was put in a box of, let's just say that someone threw you in a box of like 40 different religions. Mm -hmm. And... I have to say, I, I appreciate it and I appreciate it because I feel like I've had the opportunity to get a smicket of each one of them and make the decision for myself Yeah. versus just generations of saying, this is what it is. This works for you. Deal with it. Move on. You know, mm-hmm. um, so did it cause confusion growing up? Maybe, but it also gave me outlooks on different views so that I can make the best decision for myself.
1: Yeah. For years, I've used medicinal herbs because they are a great way to flush your kidneys and gallbladder, strengthen your immune system, de-stress your heart, and increase proper blood flow. Medicine Man Plant Co. is a Texas-based company that believes in using state-of-the-art best practices enforced by the FDA To ensure the best quality of herbs, their herbs are blended from the world's best ancient plants and mushrooms proven effective across thousands of years. Medicine Man Plant Co. uses modern science to powder and compress easy to swallow herbal capsules. They are powerful, quality herbs that help you stay healthy. Try their stone breaker pill if you want to flush your kidneys and gallbladder. The blood pressure pill will help promote proper blood flow and circulation and also addresses high blood pressure. The uric acid pill will keep your joints and extremities clean and pain-free. So go to www. MedicineManPlantCo.com to begin receiving herbal medicine like the liver pill, which will power up and protect your liver and detoxify your body, or even the immune pill that will defend your body and support and strengthen both your innate and active immune systems. Again, that's www.medicinemanplantco.com Yeah, because I was raised in the Pentecostal church you know, the hallelujah on the floor, <laughs> thinking in tongues, all that. And I thought it was wonderful. I, I loved it, mm-hmm. you know. And when I, you know, went, you know, became an adult and went on my own, I mean, there's certain things I didn't still didn't feel that was right. You know, there was a lot of things that was, like, was kind of a lot of judgment sometimes and the whole hell and heaven being physical places I didn't agree with. Um, have their views on morality. I I didn't agree with on th- some of those things as well. But for the most part, it was a, a great a great experience. And I wanted to build on that experience. You know, I didn't want to just plateau and say, well, that was great. and just stay right here because that's, you know, what I was taught. It was like, okay, well, these are some of the fundamentals. And the- I saw people's lives change. I saw people's lives transform there. So I knew there was something real about it. But I also saw also saw people plateau where they weren't growing any longer.
0: Mm -hmm. And I didn't
1: want to do that. I wanted to continue growing. So how did you um, with all when you had all those different paths in front of you? They're all just paths. Right. And you're trying to figure out, Okay, I see they have all these paths in front of me. And some people get confused by that, too when they have them, when you've been taught all these different religions and all these different paths, how did you make sense out of it? And which path did you choose, if any path?
2: (laughs) I didn't, he chose me. And I just, like I said, I love that answer. Yeah, I don't, it's not my decision to make, you know, clearly it's his way or no way in my eyes. And Mm -hmm. um, so Christianity is my home Um, Mm -hmm. and it was a feeling. When I sat in church, that I felt like I was home.
1: Okay. Okay. So, what what was your parents' religion?
2: So, um, I'm black and white. Okay. My white grandparents were Jewish. Um, sorry, Jehovah Witness.
0: Oh wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. Then my black grandma was a Catholic. Mm. And then my godparents, which is a Catholic thing, but it just I have a godparent. She's Jewish. Wow. So um, I I had every seat besides the Christianity seat until my adulthood. And I started to sit around and do my own searching and soul searching, figuring out, needing answers. And um, clearly, I went to funerals and stuff. So I, I've been in Christian churches, but that wasn't one of my Sunday homes or weekend, weekday homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an adult, I had that experience and I was like, oh, this is what it feels like. I knew there was something. I just never had that complete feeling at any of the other places that I had, had to because of mm-hmm. uh, being a child and exposed to it, you know? Yeah. Um, but having that home in my Christian church and ever since, but it was like, he's, he was tugging on me forever. Like when I would be studying, cause I did study. Um, Jehovah Witness. I never actually joined a church or anything, but I did start doing a little bit more studying, reading their books and stuff. And I'm very like, okay, great, you have this information, but let me do my own research and do my mm. own digging to interpret the information the way I need to, and mm. then I will conclude. So I was, was like,
1: going to ask you, like, was knocking on doors, but you said you just did the <laughs> study.
2: No, I never got that. I got, never because with them is you, you have to show and prove yourself before you can even go out and knock on doors. Like,
1: okay. Gotcha.
2: It wasn't that deep in it. I was just okay. in my own Bible studying at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The weirdest thing is, is that um there was a real, uh like around 26, I had really good dream job. I was an ma- uh, office manager for a uh, pain doctor in Santa Monica, huge doctor making stupid, dumb money, um, but just wasn't fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And, My mom was going through a lot. She had just called saying she wanted to commit suicide. It was just like my world was like crashing. And I was just praying. And I was like, I just, I don't want to just pray. I need you to show up, show up at my house, show up somewhere. I need physical because the talking I'm over it. Like I need something to, you know, latch onto Mm -hmm. crying, just like losing it. And Lo and behold, Jehovah Witness got into my apartment complex at the time I was working from home. So you don't just get into my apartment complex unless you know someone or somebody called you in. And it was in the middle of like a Wednesday afternoon when people were at work. So there was no one in and out. And they showed up at my door. Wow. We don't know what's going on, but we feel like we need to pray for you. I, we're, not, we're, we're not too worried about if you're Jehovah Witness or not. For some reason, we were just drawn to your door can we just pray mm. and i was like are you kidding <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> like, this is not i'm like bawling still they're like are, is everything okay and i'm like mm. this is a lie like no uh so clearly i allowed them in they prayed whatever i continued to do a little bit of bible studying um it was just a little too Pushy with their agenda versus my agenda mm-hmm. with my religion you know it's, it should be my agenda not kind of what you want for me mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. um
2: so it was a little much for me but um i started to do my own studying and then i ended up uh, getting my own family church on my
1: own. okay so so you didn't convert to an actual like being a jehovah witness but it did give you insight to look for some, some, uh, a church home.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I never actually, um, gave myself to a church or got baptized as a Jehovah witness. Okay. I just never got that far.
1: No. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I don't go to a Pentecostal church now. It's, it's more of a, uh, it's a unity church. Unity church is a, a non-denominational, um, more like a new age kind of thought church. I would call it that. Okay. And um, I, when I, a friend of mine had contacted me and said, hey, I, I joined the church and I'm really liking it. You can, you can come. I'm going to invite you. And I was like, I'm done with church. I'm not going to the church. Okay. I, 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 I went to like, like went to visit like for a year. I went to all these different churches trying to find a church home. And I, I just didn't find any that I felt totally comfortable with, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know what? I I agree. He kept pushing me, so I went. And for some reason, not the Sunday that I went, he wasn't even there. <laughs> but I went, and I was just blown away. We was meditating in the service, and I never actually like meditated in the service, like a meditation. The whole um the whole congregation is meditating. I'm like, what? So of course, I was like sign me up where is the new <laughs> new? where's the new members orientation you know where I signed up and I signed I've been a member with, with Unity Church in Washington DC ever since so I didn't go looking for it mm-hmm. it just like you said earlier it found yeah. me I didn't go looking for this I was done I'm like this is I, I'm, I'm done with someone telling me my definition of God I have my own definition which is always sort of changing as I get more understanding about my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So it's not anything that's set in stone. Yeah. And also, um, I don't want to sit in a church screaming like, oh, okay, I like that part. Oh, that part. Uh, You know, you can't, you don't feel comfortable just sitting there. Like you have to accept some things and not other things. When I'm there at my unity home, I don't have to, uh, shrug at all it's mm-hmm. like that is what i believe what they're teaching so i'm so lucky to have mm-hmm. found that when you find a home mm-hmm. where you, it just you're getting fed um so f- exactly mm-hmm. from all buckets um you know you look at those little um think about those little uh foam plates and have like little little pockets of, of food you know in a foam mm-hmm. plate and mm-hmm. I'm like i can i can eat everything on this plate yeah. You know, I don't have to say, I'm not eating that. I eat this. It's like, I can eat it all because all of it is what I believe. So have you found that with your church home?
2: Um. Yes. I um, actually, I found this church probably like 10 years ago, but I wasn't ready mentally. Mm-hmm. Um. I had all of these weird uh, things around it, like I have to look like this. I have to sleep like this. I have to live like this. I can't do that. I can't even have a bad thought, you know, which is not realistic. And mm-hmm. us as humans will yeah. never be at the seat. So if that's what you're waiting for to get there, you'll never get there. Mm-hmm. And he does say, come as you are. So come that as means you are. dirty as you are, clean as you are, ready mm-hmm. to move or not, you know. But again, I wasn't ready for the seat, but he's a newer um, way of teaching. He's a younger pastor, so it it like you said, it makes more sense to me mm-hmm. hearing it from him and speaking to me. More of a I hate to say this, but our generation has gotten extremely worldly. So when you're speaking mm-hmm. to me about nothing, nothing about worldly, it's hard for me to put that on paper for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, so he gets down to the nitty gritty of it being more of what. Our society looks like today.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings, it, you know, he brings it down
0: to earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, they're in a Long Beach and I'm in Nevada. So, I have to do it on YouTube, which I love because mm-hmm. I still wouldn't be able to do it if I didn't have that access. Mm-hmm. Um, but, anyways, yeah. So, I, I found a home. Um, but, like you said, it's still growing. So that home may change. I don't know, depending on where he has me and what doors he opens for me. Like I said, I've surrendered. So wherever he moves me, I'm I'm going.
1: (laughs) Uh, Exactly. To me, that's the the best thing to follow that instinct. Because I learned my lesson about following my instinct and following my intuition. I got that down, Pat. It's like, listen, 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 follow through, follow through, follow through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So for your podcast, I listen to your podcast, which I love your podcast. And I'm so glad that you said in early and that when we started talking, you said that, you know, things are are, are people are, are listening to it, which is great because, you know, there's so many podcasts out there that, you know, it's like which ones and people probably have a hard time deciding and thank you for listening to this podcast, if you're listening.
0: Yeah, thanks, but, listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: thank you, listeners. But your podcast is uh, Living and Loving Life. And um, why did you begin starting your podcast?
2: So um, I started my podcast because the purpose of me even doing the life coaching is to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. That's just that's the end goal, my vision for it. So um I do. I've came across a lot of people that can't financially afford it, or I wouldn't even say financially can't afford it. They don't see the value in it, so they don't mm-hmm. wouldn't make a budget for it. But still deserve to have the best version of themselves or live peaceful. Mm-hmm. So uh, they can't
1: afford the coaching, mm-hmm. um, but but you but it's like you want to be able to reach those individuals, even if you can't afford the coaching. Don't discount. Don't turn it down. Don't look away. Don't turn away from it. Uh, I'm still here for you. Yeah. We can find a way. In other words, you're yeah. saying.
2: Yeah. Because, like I said, like, um, like you mentioned, there's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of life coaches out there, and um, but there's a lot of life coaches that are doing it on for different agendas. My agenda is strictly to help as many people as possible. Clearly, I have yeah. to financially make money to survive. That's normal. But um, if I can give back however I can, I, I want to. So yes. I felt like the podcast itself is something somebody can subscribe to for free. And I have really cool people on that have all these good tools and gyms that we're dropping for people to just pick up as they can and use that to kind of utilize and make them better people for themselves. I find a lot of times um, that the, the lack of understanding what a life coach is, you know, but I feel like it's that buffer between, because again, um, in African-American societies, asking for help is a problem, which was oh, yeah. a, the biggest reason why I did this is clearly every race and everybody needs help, mm-hmm. but I have, I'm black, and I have a black boy, so that's where my heart lays. Mm-hmm. And if I can help his world or his generation come up better than mine, why not?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's in a nutshell, right there. You said that people have a prop, have a, you know, they don't like to admit they have a problem, or like they don't like asking for help, because you know, and that's the more reason people want to don't want to don't like seeking therapy is because I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, but one thing about coaching is I feel like people would, especially African-Americans, would be more, feel more comfortable talking to a life coach than they would going to a therapist. That's
2: why it's such a you cool know? thing. Yes. It yeah. takes away that. That um, when you go to a doctor's office, you're stiff. You're yeah. just like, ah. I don't want to say anything. So you don't feel comfortable mm. and vulnerable to open up and let them right. know like things that have been deep that needed to mm. come out for years, mm-hmm. you know? But when you drop that setting down from so like professional, but just still professional, but not all the way there, you mm-hmm. can get people to really open up and say things that they've been afraid to say for years. Yeah. have been hurting them. Yeah. So that's typically the first I, um, give, you know, 30 free 30 minute assessment for all of my new clients. Um, but that's the kind of precision we have right away. I have to, you, I have to be somebody that you trust with your full heart, because if I not, I'm not the one for you because you, yeah. you won't progress. We can just right. keep going around in circles a hundred times. You'll waste my time. I'll waste your time. Unless you can feel that I'm that one, like you said, there's that connection, then I don't even take you on as a.
1: Yeah, it has to be that connection. But you feel yeah. it when you meet somebody. Like I feel it now with you that you Aww. do have that deep connection. <laughs> so, um, so yeah.
2: It. I feel that with you as well.
1: So how can people find you and reach out to you?
2: So the best way to find me, um, all my little things are on it, is my website. Um, it's www.livingandlovinglife.us. Um, you can go from there. You can schedule your free 30 minute consultation, or you can go on my Instagram, check out my post. Um, I have a TikTok. leave little gyms each kind of day to give people a little something to keep them going. Um, I do a lot of like pay attention quotes because I think with our society today, uh, we're a little lost and I don't mean to say that in a mean way. I just think that we have like blinders on. So we don't really see a lot of red flags that could help people not have to hit their head so hard or so many times, yeah. but we just don't want to see them. So I'll drop little things of things to kind of like, listen, if you see this, this kind of means this type of thing so that people will have little tools to help guide them a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'll leave those links to your social media in the show description so they can definitely find your links to your social media. Have to. So- I was so glad that I got a chance to talk to you, and I, you know, like I say, you have a big light.
2: I've learned that being having clarity will open doors and show you things that you would never see if you stay in a chaotic thought process or a mind frame.
1: Yeah, and as a life coach, you do have to keep that that special place within yourself pristine, clean. Yeah. And because that's the place that you the place you, you go within yourself to help others. So thank you for joining the show. I'm so happy, 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 happy. I got a chance to talk to you um, and I definitely want to have you back on the show again because okay. I definitely want to. And I say we talked about the social media. I said I want to see more of your face on your social media. <laughs> and, um, and see that healthy, healthy glow that you have there because um, people need it. Well,
2: the thing is, is we found our purpose. Now it's time to help others find it.
1: Exactly. Exactly.